Blog Talk Radio. So make way for the new, new era. The young era parent to inherit the depths of his parents. The rain to be a rain, hip hop's in the steric. See your neighbor at the ball, bit the systems and barracks. So tell me how you style them. All black, black, two black, stage, black shoes, bad dudes. Attitude, I am vacuum packed fresh. Tighter than the ziplock, better check the wristwatch. I don't give a ugh, you ain't even worth the letter. Good fella, Jerry Keller, Henry Hill, the merry fella. Man, I spray it quick, I spit it slickly, let you get out F. So don't curse on these verses. But you wish you had insurance for a rap, you in insurance. Call it harvest season, you might think this shit is corny, but there's a reaper in the field. Oh, yeah. Smoke them like a hookah, who y'all running with the grand boom Sacrifice doing this instrument, no praying to the base. And then I leave them at the temples, did you know I'm feeling simple? Always had idols, but I never had rivals. I never claim wins, I just claim titles. Man, dependence, the dependence of this instrument. I'm intricate while women within verses. Lay service for the churches. Now Mary went to black and then I stand for something greater. Acronyms, as for him, the boy with the hard flows, you know I give it to you raw. No barcode, hard flows, posing with my soldiers on the front lines, you only front with lungs. I keep it blunt with mine, pumping none. Something with the thunder while they running high, come and find them driven with precision. Oh, yeah. Welcome to a new day, a new era, the uh, I'm the voice of the ASWF, Michael Carnahan, here for ASWF Aftermath. I'm certainly glad to hear some friendly voices as our fame, uh, Mr. Cody here, as well as Cornbread. Good, gentlemen, how are you doing after a long layoff here with the ASWF? Cody, go ahead. Well, I mean, I've been doing all right. I would have been doing better if uh, Michael Carnahan would have uh, would have gave me a call or two during this little break. But no, nah, he big leagued me. I mean, it's cool. Hey, I mean, I've been busy. I've been busy breaking stories, getting everything ready for what we have here tonight. We're gonna break some stories right off the top of cornbread. How you doing? How you feeling? And uh, are you excited for this Saturday night? Well. Let me play, let me go ahead and really, really be blunt, honest with you. Oh, how I miss ASWF. Oh, how I miss you guys. Let me count the ways. Let's just say it got bad enough to the point where I have replaced smoke, smoke breaks with Cheetos Pumps. You've replaced your smoke breaks with Cheetos? Yeah, for Cheetos Pumps. <laughs> well, I mean that that's a I mean it's a healthier alternative, but I mean uh I mean are you trying to say you love this cornbread? Hey, we family and you know anytime we always get together, whether it's an aftermath or whether it's the Biden arena, you already know it's it's uh exciting times of the year. Absolutely. Oh absolutely, man. 
It's always a great time. Well, gentlemen, we got some breaking news to go ahead and break. Obviously, we saw uh, the matchups, uh, the two matchups that we know of heading into this Saturday night. Uh, we have the ASWF Championship match between the main event Curtis Dawn and the 2019 Rumble for Freedom winner Cataclysm. We'll get to that here in a moment. Then we also have the chairs match between the essence of gratitude, Grayson Beckett, and of course the uh, and of course Excalibur. Uh, and now the rematch has been signed due to the controversy that occurred at Fight for Freedom 2019. We will see the big man K Toomer and Justin Vincent get a rematch for their ASWF tag team titles that were. I mean, to put it bluntly, completely stolen from them at at Fight for Freedom. So, I mean, already a big night, two titles on the line as the ASWF returns this Saturday night to the Valiant Arena. Cody, I mean, the card is shaping up phenomenally. Oh, man, absolutely. I mean, what a night to be alive and what a night to be a wrestling fan. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Big Show pay-per-view quality stuff we're talking here. Two title matches, a chairs match. Man, it does not get any better than this. Absolutely not. Cornbread, what are your thoughts on this late-breaking title match, especially thinking back to Fight for Freedom and the controversy? Uh, We've all reviewed the tape since then. We saw that, uh, I believe it was Gary, and if I'm not mistaken, had the golden yeah. ticket briefcase that belongs to uh, Gaston Stelion and took out the ankle repeatedly of the big man K Tumor en route to yep. becoming the new tag team champion. Well, Fight for Freedom was a was a night that surrounded was surrounded with controversy, and <clears throat> especially with everything that's light breaking. It's almost like I, I really have to echo everything that Cody just said. It's really not. It's really this is the best time to be a part of of ASWF right now, because each and every time we're at that Valiant Arena, whether it's a special show or whether it's one of our regular shows, it gets better and better. It's like the card tops the next card and tops the next card, and this card will be no different. Wow. Chairs match, two championship matches. Oh my goodness! All I have to do, I mean, I'm like right now, I'm in awe because of everything that has literally been progressing at ASWF, and I cannot wait for the ride this Saturday. I can't wait. I mean, I gotta completely agree. But I mean, here's the thing: as we look to break down this tag team title matchup, uh, you know. Brad Hicks just commented on the uh, on the comment section. He said, what a travesty we witnessed. Retribution will be deliberate and swift Saturday night. Obviously, uh, he's got to be very happy. I know when he was uh, called with the news of the rematch this afternoon, he said, he just said, short and sweet, he said, we're ready. He's, they've got, this has consumed, I believe, uh, the big man, K Toomer, who made his debut uh, that night, and uh, you know, freaking Justin Benson, these two gentlemen, it's consumed them since they lost those match, since they lost that matchup and those titles that night. 
It's been something that they haven't stopped thinking about. And I believe that Brad, you know, negotiating on their behalf and, you know, really bringing the smoking gun or the tape evidence of the, of the briefcase being used uh, to take out the ankle of the big man K tumor. I believe that's exactly what, you know, referenced this title match and, uh, you know, facilitated this title match. But the thing is, you know, I'm going to pose this question to both of you. Can the big man K tumor and Justin Vincent get a little too over emotional in this case? Can we see them? Can we see it backfire? Because obviously both of them are going to come in with hot heads. They believe they were screwed out of the titles at Fight for Freedom 2019. And there's a case to be made that they were. But, I, I mean, emotions, that's what it's going to come down to, in my opinion, is especially the big man. We saw the big man on multiple occasions get goaded in to the ring. And we saw Justin Vincent take punishment because of it. Can the big man, Kay Tumor, keep his emotions in check? If, if, I, if I really have to answer that question, Mike, I will answer that question as yes. And to me, I, I think that now that he's probably had an opportunity to take a look at the footage and had an opportunity to kind of reflect and dissect, their, no, dissect the champions, I think to me... The, the one person that probably may be emotional the most may be Justin Benson. Because really, he's really been the emotional person of this whole situation. And, no, ever since Daniel Benson went out. And to me, if, if KT and Justin Benson are going to win the belts, hypothetically speaking, if they're going to win the championships, I think their emotions, I agree with you, Mike. Their emotions got to be in check. I think they really need to put the emotion, the emotion portion of the match out of their heads and just focus on the goal, getting that three count or getting that submission and walking out the tag team champion. No, the old saying goes, an emotional, an emotional wrestler is a sloppy wrestler. And sometimes an emotional wrestler is an unfocused wrestler. And I think, if you keep your emotions in check, like you said, if you keep your focus on the best receipt or the best revenge is this best or pulled. Cody, I, I mean, I can't. Go ahead. Oh, I, I was about to say, absolutely. I wholeheartedly agree with, um, with everything Cornbread said. And, I mean, here's the thing. They've had a – I mean, even before the rematch was – was signed. I mean, they've had a month to kind of stew on this, uh, and even then, you know, to 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 come up with a game plan. So, I mean, to keep your emotions in check, you kind of have to because, I mean, here's the thing: there is disqualifications, and most of them happen because your emotions are out of check. And I mean, you can't win a championship uh, on a disqualification unless the champion's advantage is gone. I mean, I would agree with that statement, you know, and uh, obviously Amanda here in the comment section says, Pony Boy and his partner cheated to win those titles, obviously a reference to 
uh, the statement Brad made at the uh, at Rumble for Freedom. Aaron makes a good point, though. Easier said than done. The aspect we're not looking at this. How much of the wool, so to speak, was pulled over our eyes with the big man K tumor? And what I mean by that is the big man K tumor, like I alluded to, was making his ASWF debut that night, and it appeared at moments like the uh, more veteran uh, Gaston Stallion and the more experienced Gary and Tier kind of took advantage of that a little bit. And I believe that's an underrated thought here in this uh, matchup was the fact that I don't want to say the big man was exposed a little bit, but his inexperience led to some inadvantageous positions for his teammates. But but I will but I will add to this, Mike. You have to give the you have to give uh, the champs credit for taking advantage of that emotion because it's because you no, know, it's like what everybody says. If you are if you come into the ring emotionally charged, that's easy pickings for your opponent, especially in I mean, because really think about this, especially inside of a four sided ring, you have that imaginary fifty yard line, which is which is 100% visible in a pro wrestling ring. If you take your eyes off the ball game, or if you come into the ring emotionally charged, don't think for one second that your opponents won't take advantage of that because they know how to manipulate the system and get the referee's uh, attention elsewhere to where they can take advantage of the situation and we can attack team partner. Cody? I mean, again, Cornbread is right on that. I mean, you cannot – you have to keep your emotions in check. The <laughs> thing – I mean, uh, guarantee he is – he's new to the scene, but what we have seen, he's technically sound, and he has picked his moments at the right time. Then we've got Gaston Stallion, a former ASWF champion, a tag team champion, now a golden ticket holder. This guy, I mean, he knows how to play mind games. So, I mean, uh, you know, all he has to do is just taunt them in any way, shape, or form. And if he does that to break their concentration, I have no doubt in the back of my mind that that will be used uh, as, a, as a capitalization point. <clears throat> Well, one thing I can guarantee you is that the official assigned to this contest will definitely be keeping a very close eye on the uh, on the uh, you know whereabouts of that briefcase during this title match, and uh, I'm pretty sure we won't see a repeat of uh, Gaston or excuse me, Gary and Tier using that golden ticket briefcase. And you know, I'm gonna go out on a limb. Uh, I know last time, right before, the last aftermath we had, right before uh, Fight for Freedom, I said it was hard to pick uh, Justin Benson and, you know, Bad Brad at the time. But now you've got to say, you know, I, I truly believe this is an occasion where the champion is at the disadvantage. And I truly, I've got to be honest, I would say that I think Justin uh, doesn't have to worry about losing that title for long I think they get revenge this Saturday night, and they take those tag team titles. Cody? I mean, Michael, I've got to agree. Uh, You know, um, 
the big man KT K Tumor, if you will, he is a yeah, he's got his inexperience. But, I mean, that's common, especially for people new to this industry. And I think he's got the size advantage, and if he picks the right time, him and Justin will recapture those tag team titles. Comrade? I I think um, I I have to agree with the analysis uh, with one little small matter here, and that is the chance. The, the clock is on the side of the champions. They have the champs advantage. If the challengers, if Justin Vincent can employ the, the quickness, and of course he's got the quickness, he's got the speed. He also ha- he also has a hard determination. If KT can use the power, if he can use that speed, I think new champs will be crowned. So I'll have to give the slightest edge. To the challengers. Well, I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. I think we're all in agreement that the uh, that the title match, you know, this isn't a rare occasion where the champions aren't necessarily considered the favorite. But you know, just like Aaron said, that's a heck of a uh, analogy. Uh, he says Gary and this generation's Arn Anderson. I mean, that's a heck of an analogy and I like that. something pretty heavy to live up to, but definitely um, could be accurate, you know, when you think about it. Uh, you know, while we're talking about legends, definitely want to send our thoughts and condolences to uh, the late, great Harley Race's family, uh, obviously passing away today. Uh, one of the legends of the business, so definitely uh, want to acknowledge that. Uh, another matchup we had, another rematch we're going to have, excuse me, for Fight for Freedom, from Fight for Freedom, is the issue between the essence of Ratatouille, Grayson Beckett, and Excalibur. It's going to continue on. And really, I mean, I can't blame ASWF management for doing it. Because let's be honest, what's been the focal point of this uh, feud? The steel chair. So this Saturday night, there will be a steel chairs matchup. Uh, between the essence of gratitude, Grayson Beckett, and Excalibur. You know, these two have been going to war for, what, April? So almost the better part of six months now. And, mm-hmm. I mean, actually I all mean, the way back to February when you think about it. So, I mean, these two, I'm not even sure a chairs match is going to settle this thing. Um, I mean. I, 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 go ahead, go ahead, Cody. Go ahead. Sorry. I mean, Michael, this is. I mean, this can be referred to as storm of the century. This this feud has been part of almost half a year now. Uh, Grayson saw an opportunity and capitalized on it. Since then, it's like he started the war with Excalibur, and every time he's turned around, um, Excalibur's been there via either with a cellular phone or a steel chair and that steel chair just so happened to be the difference maker at uh, Grayson and Excalibur's match at Fight for Freedom. I would agree with that. You know, uh, once again, the steel chair played a pivotal role back at Fight for Freedom, Cornbread. I mean, and that's the, that, that's what this whole match is about now. 
we, we've seen these two trading blows with the chair. We've seen it since, you know, like I said, since February when Grayson took the Evolution Championship from Excalibur. Excalibur says he cheated his way to the Evolution title, but, I mean, it was a golden ticket cash-in. We all saw it, you know, to each their own. But, I mean, this is exactly what, we, what we're coming towards. You know, this is the only way that this could have finished off was with the chairs match. Well, I, and, and, and Mike, the the key ingredient of everything you just said was what you said right almost at the beginning of that statement, and that was it revolved around the Evolution Championship, especially with the Golden Ticket winner cashing in and taking the Evolution Championship. To me, this has this got to be selling. I mean, I'm not sure what otherwise you could sell it, but this has been brewing for months and months and months and months now. At some point, it's got. I mean, you got to have your breaking point, and this is it. And Matt Props to ASWF um, officials and ASWF matchmakers and, and, and officials for this. You got to sell well, it I mean, between these two. Well, I mean, Corbin, the thing is, though, and the thing that makes me nervous is, is the thing that makes me nervous is what <clears throat> is this even going to be the end of it? Uh, I, I mean, I can't That's even a say scary this thought, is the end of it. You're talking about he took the title from him. He took the man's tooth yeah. from him. I mean, this yeah. thing is a blood feud if I've ever seen one. And, 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 and the crazy thing is, Mike, um, you might as well ex, you might as well extend that question. You know, when will it end? How will it end? Where will it end? Who who will end up being the top dog of these two? And you know, a lot of pride, a lot of pride, and a whole you no. Know, when both when both opponents are staring at each other from a different lens, and all they see is red. I mean, literally, no other color but red. You know they're they're coming after each other full force. And Chairs has really been the ultimate player in this whole situation, in this whole story, in this whole rivalry between these two individuals. And, yeah, is per, is to me, I think it's way beyond personal at this point. And you, you got to figure out both men use chairs. So guess what? Why don't you make a match where all where the chairs are legal, and maybe we could get it seldom. But to your point, Mike, when will it end? How will it end? Where will it end? Will it end this Saturday at the Valiant Arena? Well, Cody, I'm gonna. Per- I know you've been following this feud extremely closely, and you've been watching uh, what's going on with Grayson, and you've been watching what's going on with X. Do you believe that this Saturday that we can get a resolution to this in this chairs match, or do you think these guys are just gonna fight to the death eventually? You know, it's just gonna keep going on until one can't can't perform anymore in the ASWS. Well, Michael, I mean, think of it this way. Both men are one and one in victories over each other right now. Um, yep. Now, I mean, a victory in this match, it's a tiebreaker. But 
this is also the match where it is everything is on the line in this, uh, mainly pride. You have to think of it as these men, I mean, you're going to have, these men could possibly kill each other out there. I mean, this rivalry has been so heated between these two in the last six months. I don't think ASWF has seen a a rivalry of this magnitude since since last year almost. So I mean, to for this to happen, and for this for it to be a chairs match, I mean, the thing is, is that even that match it can still go all over the arena, and so I mean, both men they. They know it's a war, so it's not about winning just this battle. It's about finishing a war. Well, and I mean, you mentioned something interesting there about how this matchup can go anywhere in the arena. You know, definitely want to advise fans, be careful when you're around this thing. Keep your distance from these competitors. Because, uh, I mean, I'm just saying, uh, Cody, I'm pretty sure you uh, understand this. And Cornberry, you too. These two men are very uh, inept. And uh, swinging them chairs, yeah. these guys, these guys are gonna be headhunting, and we don't want anybody caught in the crossfire. But I mean, these two are just gonna. We've seen it, you know. I, I remember at one point, I forget what uh, show it was. I believe it was uh, pretty quickly after Heartbreak, and uh, Grayson took the Evolution title. Uh, Grayson was celebrating another victory up on the second turnbuckle, and in comes Excalibur, and just to the back of the head with that chair out of nowhere, I I mean, and just lays it in. These two gentlemen, this is, we said it about the Devil's Playground, this is another matchup, ladies and gentlemen, though, that can be career-altering, and you're not going to want to miss it, because, I mean, both men are going to walk into the Saturday night uh, ready for some vengeance, but I don't believe either man is going to walk out of the Valiant Arena the same way they walked in. I think that's pretty much a guarantee. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, Michael. And I think Grayson, Grayson knew going into this what he was getting himself into. You've seen the video. He was swinging a hammer on a truck tire, getting it, practicing his downswing. He's um, Grayson, I believe, looks more than ready. And according to Excalibur's promo, sounds like he's ready too. I mean, and I completely agree with that statement. You know, you look at uh, Excalibur. Excalibur, you know, came out and said, said, you know, popped out the tooth. You know, as much as it's literally been tit for tat in this feud. Uh, you know, these two gentlemen, you know, Grayson takes the Evolution title. X loses the twos. Uh, I mean, then Grayson with a possible concussion from that chair shot I mentioned earlier. Excalibur taking the victory of Fight for Freedom. I mean, this thing is literally as even as they come. But, I mean, let's be honest, from an emotional uh, aspect, I think losing the tooth and losing your title is a little bit worse than a ding to the back of the head and maybe a loss in a matchup, but I can guarantee you this much. Uh, there really is. This is a pickup, gentlemen. I, I can't choose a winner in this thing. Uh, Cody, I'm going to let you try to choose one, and then Cornbread will go to you. Well, I mean, if I was, if I was a betting man, I mean, 
Grayson hasn't had experience in these kinds of matches where Excalibur has. He's been in TLC matches, uh, street fights, and everything. So I would give the experience advantage to Excalibur, but I would also give the resilience to Grayson. I can see that, Cornbread. That's a that's a very interesting analysis. Um, I think to me it's it, it's too tough to call. Um, you know, even no, even for Vegas right now, that's that that's how even of a match this is. Um, if it gets down to experience, it it will be in the favor of Excalibur. Um, the, but here comes the bigger question. Who has the killer instinct? Who can close, who can close the deal? And Grant, both of them got him. And I think the winner of this match um, will move forward, and I think the loser may end up taking a couple of steps back. Um, with that being said, I mean, it's, it's too tough. No, not to, no, not to bet against um Excalibur, but Grayson Beckett may have the kill may have may have the killer instinct to, that it takes to win this match. I mean, I I can't disagree with either of you gentlemen on that one. And uh, you know, the final matchup we've announced for this Saturday night, we've got Stein sealed and delivered. Uh, you know, in a little bit of a uh, in a little bit of a departure from a precedent. Uh, last year, we saw the Rumble for Freedom winner uh, end up having to wait all the way to Halloween Resurrection. This Saturday night, the 2019 Rumble for Freedom winner, the psychotic savior Cataclysm, will challenge the main event card of Dawn for the ASWF Championship. And you know what? I, uh, it just keeps getting tougher for uh, the main event card of Dawn. You know, he's coming off of a matchup where, let's be honest, uh, if the knee hadn't been injured from Max Stone and we did find out, you know, that, that, that he had tweaked the knee preparing for that matchup going in, that's why it was so taped up. But if he had not uh, tweaked that knee, been able to hit the gym breaker there at the end. Uh, if you don't remember the matchup, ladies and gentlemen, I'll kind of take you back. Uh, Max Stone was poised in the corner and you know he starts that run and start to look for that gym breaker unfortunately I believe he felt that tweak in that knee comes in with the double clothesline yep. and gets caught I believe if he hits that gym breaker there we may be talking about cataclysm versus the greatest gym known to man Max Stone uh, I mean it doesn't get any easier if you're the ASWF champion uh, I mean, talk me through this. This has been a murderous row here for the uh, champion, the main event, Curtis Don. And let's not take anything away from him. He's handled it successfully since becoming the champion. I mean, I mean, you're not lying, Michael. I mean, Curtis Don, he's been in ASWF for what, a year? And he's... He's had impressive bouts against the likes of Asa Morta, Max Stone, Will Cage. I mean, and Steve-O, I mean, come on. I mean, Curtis Dawn. Um, 
He's definitely set his mind to keeping that title, and it shows. I completely agree, but I mean, like I said, you know, this is going to be his, you know, not to use any pun work or anything, but this has got to be his gravest challenge. You're talking about a guy who held the ASWF championship, who's held the Evolution title, who's held the tag team title. I mean, the psychotic savior is literally the backbone of ASWF when you look at it from that perspective, and that's the thing, you know, at I mean, this is not an easy title defense by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, Cataclysm had to go through, you know, over 20 other individuals to get to this point. Uh, Cornbread, break it down for me. Uh, What are you looking for in this matchup? One thing, if I really have to uh, scientifically break this down, it it will literally be... The risk taker, if, if somebody has that, the risk taker um, aspect of their game on their side, it will be Curtis Dawn. Because we've seen him fly through the air. Cataclysm has the advantage in my games. He's been there, he's done that. And if he plays the my games, if he wins the my games before the match even starts, He's walking out of there the new champion. But you have to give Curtis Dawn some props. And plus, and also think about this. Give the ASWF locker room some props, too. And the reason I say that is because no matter who steps up to the plate against Curtis Dawn, they've delivered. And in the process, Curtis Dawn has become a a stronger, a durable, and long-lasting champion. So if Don can use his killer instinct, he'll retain the title. Otherwise, if Cataclysm gets the mind game started, he will walk out of there to new champion. Cody? Uh, Well, I mean, Cornbread took the words out of my mouth when I said that. I mean, the psychotic savior cataclysm, what has he been known for his whole career? Mind games. I mean, the guy is a triple crown champion. I mean, I say going into this match, he has the advantage of knowing, scouting his opponent. Because, I mean, let's take it back to last year at Halloween Resurrection. The main event took on the Mistress of Mayhem. So, if anything, I mean, the Psychotic Savior could be scouting old matches from um, Curtis and Asa, studying every movement, because the thing is, is Cataclysm, he's like a hunter, and anybody that gets into the ring with him is a prey. I would agree with that, you know, and Aaron says, you know, well, Curtis, I've been one of your biggest supporters, but it's time for the main event to give up the main event. Cataclysm is on a, is a monster and on a roll. And, you know, I agree with every one of those statements, but there is some facts we're neglecting to look at here. Yes, Curtis Don had a, you know, a barn burner of a matchup and a tough, tough title defense at Fight for Freedom. 
against uh, yep. against Max Stone, the greatest gym known to man. But not only did Cataclysm win the fight for freedom, but the Manai was victorious against the Misfits in a Devil's Playground match. And while they were victorious, yeah. you kind of wonder. And I guarantee you that Curtis Dawn knows how much that took out of Cataclysm heading into this Saturday night. That's 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 also I think that's also extra motivation, Mike, for Cataclysm because you know, you know he went into that Devil's Playground and went into um, that twenty man match where he won. He went into that a whole lot of a whole lot of emotions, and some and some may have said because of multiple multiple losses up at this point, almost on that. Downside. Well, he redeemed himself, and I think he's got extra more motivation after going into that championship match. I mean, looking at the positives for the main event, Curtis Don uh, Cody. What do you think here? I mean, the one thing I will say, I mean, the main event, Curtis Don. Here's where he does have the advantage. He's ag- he is agile. He is super agile. He has also been yep. known to pick the right moments. Uh, if he didn't, he wouldn't be the champion right now. And the one thing I have noticed about Curtis Dawn since the day he stepped into ASWF last year, to be exact, is he's been nothing but resilient anytime he's been out there. And he is a risk taker through and through and will do whatever it takes to defend that gold. I mean, the way I see it, Michael, he's earned that main event name. I would agree. He certainly has. And in short uh, in short order, <clears throat> speaking of the uh, Monsters Ball, the main event in Fight for Freedom 2019, uh, Gary Swift still seems to be a little bit upset because uh, I don't know if you remember seeing this, Cody or uh, Cornbread, but Gary Swift got a little bit of comeuppance towards the end of that matchup. Uh, Ray Ray got him a piece of Gary Swift. Uh, but, I, I mean, I tell you, gentlemen, that matchup, I, I, I've seen the penitentiary of pain. I've seen, I, I've seen the devil's playground before, but literally, I've got to say that is the most Brutal matchup I have ever seen in my life. I mean, at one point, the at one point, the Suicide King literally knocks himself out, literally risking his life to take out the Misfits, and that was what this thing was all about. Is the fact that. These two, these six individuals, these six competitors hated each other so much that Ray was literally yep. willing to put his life at risk just to inflict pain upon the misfits. And then the man got up. Like, this matchup just, that's all you need to know about this matchup just to know how mind-blowing this contest was. And, you know, I, I hope to never see anything like it in the ASWF again. 
but my God, what an episode, or what a contest that was. And I, I mean, Cody, what were your thoughts on the uh, on the Devil's Playground? Michael, at the end of the at the end of that match, there seemed to be more casualties than there were actual like winners of that match. I mean, yes, the Manai may have got the victory, but I mean, Michael, I mean, we seen we seen Cassie go through tax. We seen Gary. People that weren't involved in the match, actual competitors, were casualties in this match. I mean, yep. Michael, there were I mean, in war you're either you're either a uh, civilian or a casualty. And uh, believe me, there were more casualties than winners, in my opinion. I mean, I completely agree with that analogy, Cornbread. Um, I, I have it, and I'll go ahead and say this on public record. That's another uh, match of the year candidate I have in my bracket right now. And, and I got, I, and I believe I have three or four. Um, that that being the next one, um, I'll be honest with you. I honestly thought that the suicide king suffered a concussion. I, I honestly thought he knocked himself cold. But you know, when you talk about pro wrestling being different than all other sports. You know, we can say we can say for sure, bottom line, that pro wrestling, pro wrestling, and pro wrestlers have longer durations, full time, than any other athlete in any sport you can name. The Devil's Playground, call it what you want. I'll tell you what it is: survival. To Cody's point, which he nailed everything directly on the air. There were casualties. There were injuries. Bottom line, you got you got winners. But you know, to steal a phrase from Joey Styles, at what price? And and at this particular point, I think now that the Manai has had an opportunity to at least regroup themselves, at least get themselves better, at least recover, um, and, and so and so dismiss and everybody that was involved in that deal, I think now it's almost like a reset, like a restart button for both for uh, both teams. I mean, and uh, that's the thing, you know, the Manai has to have a confidence boost coming off of that. But, uh, yep. you know, once again, they can't. Uh, the Suicide King Ray. As well as uh, as well as the mistress of mayhem, Asa Morta, they can't let that confidence boost that they're getting from winning the Devil's Playground matchup, uh, you know, overwhelm them with too much confidence. You know, uh, Gary Smith, right. he he's more than a little bit upset. He says the Devil hasn't left the ASWF, and he will be there this Saturday night. So, I mean, read into that what you will. And of course, Aaron says. He watched uh, Brock versus Undertaker, uh, Hell in a Cell at No Mercy 2002. He saw the Penitentiary of Pain and Halloween Resurrection. But that matchup, referring to the uh, Devil's Playground at Fight for Freedom 2019, 
He said it topped them all, and it was unreal. I literally, I can't overstate the brutality that these six competitors went through this uh, this past. Uh, it, it, it was nice. You know, Gary uh, expounded upon his point. Says I saw the devil this morning. And asked him what time it was. He said, uh, how much time do you need? Uh, this thing, I think, what we're getting to is this thing between the Manai and the Misfits is far, far from over. And I mean, it's another situation like Grayson and Excalibur. What's left? What's left? These two are going to end up, these two, uh, Factions are going to end up fighting until they kill each other, pretty much, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, Cody? Yep. I mean, Michael, I mean, that it still worries me because, you know, are, are we done here? Is there unfinished business, or did we see the end of, end of this war uh, as we know it, Michael? I mean, we don't know. Uh, and the only way to find out, ladies and gentlemen is uh 7 p.m. at the Valiant Arena. Be there. I would agree with that. You know, uh, this Saturday night, we may very well put another uh, chapter in this feud. But uh, speaking of a ending or a culmination to a feud, uh, you know, uh, this was probably the toughest moment of the night uh, as a broadcaster, and I'm sure Cornbread would concur, but Insane Shane versus Steve-O. Wow. Wow. I mean, that's the the statement. That's all I can say about it. Uh, These two, you know, fought. uh, And they had an incredible contest. The thing that takes away from it, unfortunately, is Shane's actions after the bell. I mean, you're talking about a guy who took a gentleman who he considered at one point family, he took the man's head, put it in a chair, and then used another chair to just... I mean, all I can do is encourage you guys to go to the the YouTube channel uh, and watch it for yourself. I can't even adequately describe what happened. Uh, Cody, as a fan, what were you thinking sitting uh, in the arena that night? Uh, Shane's actions, all of that. I mean, Michael, in all honesty, uh, seeing all of this, it, it only gave me like one question to ask, and that was why, why was this necessary in the first place? What was there to gain out of all of this, you know? I, I mean, Cornbread, that's my question. I, I have no idea. Cornbread, uh, what are your thoughts coming out of that contest? Well, I, 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 will, I, will, I will say this, you know, after, you know, 15 years of broadcasting, um, uh, Radio, television, or whatnot. I'll tell you this: it's it probably one of one of the most sickening and disgusting displays I've seen in a, in a long, long, long time. 
And don't think for one second that Steve O is not seeing is not is not looking at Insane Chain and seeing Red right now. And you know he's gonna be coming for a receipt. And you can bet he he may he may end up using the cash register on this one. Well, I will tell you this much. Uh Obviously, uh, Steve Owen, no condition to be competing anytime soon. We haven't gotten any kind of word on what type of uh, injury it is, but we know uh, that the doctors are not clearing Steve O to compete uh, at the Valiant Arena right now. Um, so, you know, Shane, that may have been his motivation. You know, uh, going back to your question earlier, Cody. He may have just wanted to rid the ASWF of Steve-O, but I just completely, completely ridiculous the way he acted. And Aaron says, Shane has a little uh, Ken Shamrock in him. He snaps, watch out. You know, when he does snap, that's exactly exactly right. Watch out because uh, people are going to get hurt. And in the case of Steve-O, careers could be over. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and the crazy thing is, if you – and the crazy thing is, if you really, really realize, you know, Insane Shane reappearing on the scene, he, he went only after one individual. He went after the individual that did not – he didn't go after the individual that did. I think that I think to me that that's one of the, the other things that kind of sticks out. Uh, and what is you know you got said it yourself. What is his motivation? It's at step one to finally get his his ultimate revenge. But what is his motivation? It's championship. Is it um, any champion? I mean, what is it? But he better be careful that he doesn't run into a brick wall. Because he runs into a brick wall, especially with how stacked that roster is, he may find himself back on the center list worse off than he was when he went on the list. I would agree. I mean, this is the thing, though. You know, while Shane is... Uh, <laughs> this quote-unquote hit list uh, of his. You know, he's making plenty of enemies. And uh, Shane may want to watch himself, uh, you know, because one of these days he's going to run into somebody he can't put on the shelf, and uh, that's going to be a problem. Yep. That's going to be a big problem. But, ladies and gentlemen, uh, before we get out of here and get you guys uh, set up for this Saturday night, I want to uh, go back and relive Fight for Freedom 2019 Evolution Championship match. Wow. I, that, you're right, Cornbread. Again, wow. I, I'm running out of adjectives to uh, describe D-Mike. My goodness. Yep. I, this guy. I, Cody, I mean, help me out here. Cody, uh, you saw it. I, how? How? Help me understand this, Cody. How? I mean, Michael, he, he, I mean, 
D-Mike, he's the limit breaker. He was definitely put to his limits in this match against uh, a giant like Heinzman. And, yeah, he pulled out all the stops to get the victory on this one. And how? I mean, I don't know. I mean, we even seen one point in the match where D-Mike hoisted Heinzman up on his shoulders. I mean, that's not an easy feat. No, I mean, you're right about that, Cody. Uh, Limit Breaker is an apropos nickname for D-Mike. I, I literally, uh, he, there is no limit that this man can't break, you know. We saw him in the Rumble for Freedom, and he uh, made it, I believe, to the bottom six or the final six uh, before going out. We saw, you know, D-Mike, goodness gracious, the sky's the limit for this kid. And, you know, you got to give props to Heinzman. Heinzman literally gave him probably the toughest challenge of his Evolution Championship uh, reign. Uh, You know, uh, Heinzman, and that's exactly what I expected. I expected no less. Heinzman came out there and literally, there was multiple occasions where I thought, there's no way. There is absolutely no way that the limit breaker can kick out of this. But, I mean, daggum, that kid's the Energizer Brownie. Am I right, Cornbread? Yeah, I, 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 I think you're accurate on that point, Mike and uh, Cody. And think, about, and, and think about this. Have you kind of noticed that since ASWF 20, when D-Mike got that championship, have you kind of noticed that he's really had a little bit more spring in his stuff now? Because what happened the show following that? An awesome championship match with Ray Ray, with Suicide King. Match of the Year candidate. Another match of the year candidate. And he has literally elevated his game. Now, you talk about no limit, D-Mike. I, I say the sky is the limit for him. Because <laughs> right now, you really can't really put any limits on him. But you got to get props to Hinesman. You know, well, you got to know, and everybody know, I'm, I've been critical of Hinesman for a very long time. But Hinesman... You cannot discredit him at all. He brought it. He pushed, and you guys said it, and, and, I'll, echo, and I'll echo and agree with you. He pushed D-Mike to limit. He pushed him to where D-Mike literally had to reach inside to kick out of any and everything that Heisman threw at him. Heisman could have lost out the new champion, but D-Mike, very resilient. And you, you kept on Al Hosman because somehow, somewhere down the road, you will see him back inside the title contention. I would agree. You know, Heinzman's not far off. He couldn't have slid down the ladder very far. But, I mean, yep. I'm going to post something to both of you gentlemen. Uh, Aaron says two words, bad Brad. You know, he doesn't interfere. But once Brad joined him, D-Mike's confidence skyrocketed. And he says, uh, D-Mike for ASWF champion. You know, uh, once again, we talk about limit breakers. He's not going to have any limits here. But, uh, I mean, I would agree. A lot of this I can attribute to Brad. Uh, Cody, how do you feel about that? I mean, 
hey, man, when you've got somebody backing you in your corner, they don't even have to do anything but talk. But, I mean, it is still a, a confidence booster, to say the least. I would agree with that. You know, some, you, you know, some have that Midas touch. And it's almost as if since Brad, Brad, since Brad H has returned, it's almost as if he's kind of had that Midas touch. Will he have that? Would he continue to have that Midas touch this weekend? That's the question. I would agree with that statement, but ladies and gentlemen, we're getting ready for this Saturday night. Not only do we have two title matches, but a chairs match coming up, 201 Highway 367 North in Tuckerman, Arkansas. I want to make sure you guys are all there. But uh, Cornbread, uh, Cody, I'm going to allow you guys to go ahead and give your final thoughts for this Saturday night. Cody, I'll let you go first. Michael, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, this is definitely a night you don't want to miss. There will be violence, that's for sure, and it will not be for the faint at heart. But, I mean, two title matches, a chairs match, and many more, and it's only action that ASWF can bring. Absolutely. You're not going to want to miss it by any stretch of the imagination. Cornbread, go ahead and give us your final thought. Well, let's see. Two championship matches, a chairs match, tons of action, tons of excitement, tons of family fun. In the in the immortal words of Dusty Rhodes, if you've never saw one, if you've never bought one, if you've never seen one, you better get this one. The world famous Value Arena in Tuckerman, Arkansas, is the ultimate place you need to be at this Saturday. Take it from the three of us, and I hope everyone everyone that's listening or everyone that's watching is listening. Bottom line, this will be a show you will never forget. Period. Join us this Saturday. If you want the proof, you you really want us to know, to us to back up our claim, you come to Tuckerman, Arkansas this Saturday and watch us. Watch ASWF back up the claims. And bottom line, have already been made by all of us tonight. And watch the watch that whole entire roster. Some say, and I agree, best roster in Arkansas. Period. Watch us, literally, show you how awesome of a show this will be. You come join us. Bring your family. Bring any and everybody you can. Join us at the Tuckerman Arena, at the Vine Arena, and Tuckerman, excuse me, this Saturday. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I can't really top that, but I'll try. Uh, come see, come out, see the Evolution Champion, D-Mike. Come see the Suicide King Ray, the Mistress of Mayhem, Asa Morta, the original Misfit, Josh Cross, the ASWF Champion, the main event, Curtis Don, the greatest gym known to man, Max Stone, the big man, Kate Toomer. Come see all of your favorites in the ASWF and on the roster this Saturday night, 201 Highway 367 North. But for my broadcast colleagues, the fame Cody and Cornbread, I am the voice of the ASWF, Michael Carnahan, wishing you a good night. And we'll see you Saturday for more ASWF Wrestling.